0: Okay. thank you I call the meeting to order Tuesday January 8 2019 the City Council meeting for the city of University Heights uh, Four council are present tonight and Dottie Maher is present by phone um, first order of business approval of minutes December 11th regular council meeting and December 29th special council meeting uh, are there any additions or corrections to either minutes Hearing none, the minutes are approved by unanimous consent. Okay, first order of business, public input. Thanks for coming, would anyone like to speak? Okay, Paul, do you wanna take the phone too and speak in the microphone and to Dottie? Because I think she'll wanna hear. Thank you, Paul.
1: Uh, Paul Moore, Thousand Melrose Avenue. Uh, I want to compliment the council and the police department by having the portable speed sign. I think that's a real good asset in slowing traffic down, especially coming in our entrance here. I like the fact that it's getting moved around once in a while, too. Uh, <clears throat> on the December 29th minutes, that says you're going to have tonight talk about 2018 tailgating, it's not on the agenda. I was dinner wondering what the repercussions were. I have one statement to make, the University of Iowa trained people were on our bridge and blocking the sidewalk on the north side again that needs to be addressed by next season. Um, on the Mel on the Olive Court project, when Josiah gets to that, I'm still looking for an eight foot sidewalk. But I realize all the sidewalk improvements that are put in with Olive Court are going to get tear- torn out. But I'm going to s- still stand for an eight foot sidewalk on, on the south side of Melrose. 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 Yep. Okay. Up to Cozier. Oh, That's
0: on all. Melrose I mean. Avenue. Okay, Paul, uh, when we get to you're going to stay tonight a little bit when we get to police report, I think Nate can probably answer some of your questions with the police chief report. Thank you, you, Paul. Would anybody else like to speak to the council tonight? Okay, thank you for coming. Um, Before we do streets and sidewalks, is it okay with council? I, uh, Jim Glasgow. Waited two hours last month, and he has he ha, he has about a five minute report depending on, and he'd like to speak first. Is, is there any objection? Okay, Jim, thank you for attending. I'll
2: hand out if you take this. Okay, there's two sets there. Okay. Okay. What the uh, the pictures that you see right there? I mean, it's you're just looking really at dirt. But so the, we're going
0: to pass them all around because they're all yeah. Different. There's
2: three. There's three individual right. So there are yep. two sets of three. So That's correct. This yep.
0: side has three, and this side
3: yeah.
2: Oh. And what you're looking at there really is you're looking at at the surface. There's a buried retention pond underneath uh, that gravel and dirt and that's the point we're at right now sewer and water is stubbed in the retention pond is buried it holds 51,000 cubic feet of water and uh, we're now in the process of of bringing the site back up to grade so we've got about another three foot of dirt to put in and compact on top and then uh, we'll be ready to start foundation so that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing uh, elevating the site and then also finishing the retaining wall and we're going to probably start some railing and fencing on the retaining wall so and then by then I'm I'm hoping it'll be warm enough in the spring and we'll start foundation so that's that's what's going to happen the next few weeks the weather's it's it is really gonna depend what the weather is what we can get done but uh, so far We've had no frost in the ground, but we've had a lot of mud. So that's that's been our biggest problem here lately. So, um, I guess if if there's any any questions other other than that, we're we're moving ahead, and I'm hoping to start foundation at the end of February or early March, depending on weather. So, just curious, do you have to truck in a lot of that dirt? Or yeah, is we the the soil the soil that was there on site did not meet compaction tests. So. That's why you saw a huge pile there and that all got trucked out. And then we're bringing, we're bringing soil from the quarry back in now and that'll be uh, what we'll use to elevate the site and compact it back in, because we, we have to certain specs we have to meet in order to put the parking lot on top. So most of the dirt that's there uh, is kind of squishy. I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't compact very well. So um, other than that, I-, I
0: Are there work. any questions for Jim?
4: are you leaving after this
2: yeah i was going okay
0: well
4: i just um i'm trying to get some numbers on what we're expecting for revenue Mm -hmm. off the hotel and i don't know if this is like a trade secret or if you guys can share what your specs are um do you know what occupancy rate you're expecting
2: well the occupancy rate is is on our pro forma which you should have that uh and and it varies between well, we figured it between probably sixty-five up to ninety percent is as okay. on the pro forma. does not the pro forma saying ninety um, percent? I would just take all that with a grain <laughs> of salt. I mean, I right. would advise you to be conservative, especially the first the first year when we ramp up. Okay, um, oh, that's cause, helpful. Because we can't we can't really tell how fast we're going to ramp up.
0: I mean, when you we, did the Spring Hill, how how long did Spring it take?
2: Spring Hill took to us about six to eight months before we we hit where we wanted to be, and and we had a lot of competition out there that we didn't expect, I and mean, we had a Fairfield opened up and the Home 2 opened up the same time we did. And even though we got a great location here, we still have a lot of hotels, uh, and, and the Drury is just getting ready to open. That's a 180 room hotel in Coralville. Two or three more are downtown Iowa City, so um, like I say, I, w- we can predict, but I, I would yeah. err on the conservative side.
4: Okay, and what's your average room rate?
2: Our average room rate should be between 100 and 120 okay. and we might go as high as 130 or 140. Okay. Again, it's just kind of an just unknown. Keep it, keep it conservative.
4: All right. I, I
5: have a question for you. Do you participate with any of your existing hotels uh, with a star report?
2: Yeah, we use yeah, we use the star report and last I checked the star report, we were somewhere the average the average uh, if everybody was on an e- even keel, it would be 55% occupancy. Okay. So that's why I'd be conservative. <laughs> Just, sure. I, I think this one is going to do the best of any hotel we've ever had, but uh, again, a lot of competition out there, so there, there's a lot of unknowns. Okay. Uh, oh.
0: Are you going to advertise or promote this hotel?
2: Yeah, we'll be very aggressive uh, because we're not taking we're not taking anything for granted. I mean, we we're already contacted uh, university, the athletic department, the hospital, the pharmacy, and uh, we'll we'll have our feelers out to all of those people. Um, we've we've got real good feedback from them. They're all waiting, you know, to, for that to open up because they 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 want to be first in line if if uh, there's any rooms to rent so I think I think we're going to have a real good rapport with the university and the athletic department both so uh, but again we're going to be aggressive because there's so much competition out there right now so and the, the other thing though that I want to talk about was uh, triangle Park I'd, I'd just like to put that on the agenda for next month if we could mm-hmm. we're um, I could get I could get together with some of you maybe beforehand and we could just take a look at that plan again and get together with Dottie
5: We meet the later on wait we meet in on January the fifteenth this week if you wanted to maybe talk to us okay then as well
0: well that's specifically for the swisher right. track could we and start I start
5: an hour earlier and amend the agenda for you know forty five minutes earlier can't hear very well. oh well. No. Greg, And Greg is, I mean, Greg, I'm so sorry. Jim is uh, <laughs> requesting that council uh, revisit time this time. issue in February. I'm just thinking that's way too long between now and February. And the next opportunity that council meets is January 15th. So I'm thinking, why don't we front load uh, half an hour, 45 minutes before uh, before the public meeting on Swisher. Of course, keep it open to, to the keep the open meeting. But let, just uh, let me talk. Let me meet with Jim and decide
2: because we, we've got some issues that we need to resolve before we bring it to council. Okay. Yeah, that's fine, Daddy. I'll I'll meet with you first, and then we'll decide what we want to do on yeah. on setting a the, setting it for the council agenda. Yeah. I right. guess
5: my interest is I just don't want this dragging on. I agree. Triangle Park has had more Well, and more and I time than anything else.
2: Yeah, and right now the reason I want to push it right now is because we can get the best bids if we do it during the winter. Perfect.
5: And, and, Let's not drag it so, on. Let's okay. make this happen. I just
2: Yeah, okay. Thanks, so I'll thank work, you. I'll you, work just, it out with Dottie though. Is there
0: anything else that they wanted to ask Jim? Okay. Thank you so much and then right. hand Thanks, Dottie, Dottie back. Don't forget. And then we'll go on to uh, streets and sidewalks, Dottie. And is it okay if Josiah starts? Yeah, I I
6: just wanted to say that I um, uh, uh, constructed a letter um, and gave it to him, and he edited it, and we're going to send it out to the persons that have already been contacted about the sidewalks for this year so he can explain the rest of it
0: thank you okay josiah
7: Dottie, I'm just I'm just handing out a, an updated set of plans for Olive Court to everyone. Do you want me to stick that in your mailbox here?
6: Yeah, I have a copy.
7: Okay, this would be updated from for today, so I'll wow. I'll put that in your mailbox. Oh, Okay. Thanks. Wait, okay, so uh, I submitted a written report. And uh, there's a couple items I wanted to talk about as far as um, uh, if we can get some direction tonight or find out what questions there are, what we need to answer to get that direction. You have to talk in the microphone,
0: too. Sorry. Phone and
7: the microphone. Um, First thing is we just talked about the sidewalk repair project and the letter Dottie was talking about. So um, I've got that draft of that letter, and we're going to send it out to everybody probably next week, um, letting them know that... As I understand it the required repairs have been postponed for 2019 and that's what the letter essentially says and that the council is going to review the scope and the process of how they're going to handle sidewalk repairs and at that time they'll discuss the timeline for future the future timeline for getting sidewalks repaired and so uh, to that end i just want to also confirm we're not going to gather a, a city administered sidewalk repair project at all this year in 2019 i just want to confirm that that's uh your intent as well correct yes okay Uh the second thing i wanted to talk about was <clears throat> the olive court project and the the memo i sent out on design wits it's a follow-up from last month's meeting about um how narrow can we make the street, essentially, and how, how do you make those decisions on what those widths are? So I did send out that memo, and, and basically the summary is that uh, we've been showing it at 23, after all the people we talked to and the research we recommend you stay at 23, or at the very minimum, you could go down to 22 feet and still basically maintain the unobstructed fire access width. And then the other portion of that is the sidewalks. We're showing uh, five-foot walks, new on both sides, the existing are four, and as you can see in that memo, technically you can go with four. So those are the two questions I would ask you guys, uh, if you could provide direction or, or what, what else I could do to help uh, make you feel comfortable making a decision.
4: I'd prefer to take up your offer on the 22-foot street, and I'm okay with the five-foot sidewalks. I'm sorry, let me restate that. I would prefer to go with a 22-foot wide street and I think the five-foot sidewalks are fine.
0: Does anyone else want to discuss? We could put that in the form of a motion. So moved? Second. So, So moved by Virginia, second by Nick. Any further discussion?
5: I thought I read in the um, in your memo, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was important to keep uh, standardization of the streets because 22 is out of standard, but 23 is what you recommended as a minimum of non-standard. Is that correct? Did I understand that?
7: Yeah, so uh, Sylvia asked a question about the memo and sort of what was standard design widths. So the memo points out that those suit design standards mm-hmm. Um, actually say uh, the minimum two things Mm -hmm. they break down the components of a project like the street widths the curb and gutter the sidewalks and if you just add those up and you see the minimum acceptable it's 23 feet Mm -hmm. okay but then if you look at the overall street width they say well we just recommend uh, 26 is the narrowest street Mm -hmm. in general for standardization It's related to like on-street parking width and things like that. And that being said, I also pointed out the design manual explicitly says, you know, not every project's the same. You gotta make some adjustments. And and so for this particular street in this part of the world at this time, which is what we're doing, I that's why I'm saying I'm recommending the 23 is still suitable, even though it is less than what they say is the sort of the standard minimum street width.
5: But that's your engineering opinion that it should be, could it should be twenty three as opposed to twenty five, but not as low as twenty two.
7: Yeah. Um, let, well, let me let me answer it this way. We could make it as wide as you want, within reason. My understanding from everything I've heard is that there's an interest in trying to make this street, you know, have sidewalks, have street, have slow traffic, um, have trees, and so, in the interest of balancing those. Um, that's why I'm saying. I, I think you can do the 23
5: and achieve, all those, and achieve
7: those goals as, and, and meet the, basically, and still meet the fire access or the 22 minimum. Okay.
5: And, and I'm concerned yeah. about fire and access. And if 23 gets us fire and access and balancing out uh, those other factors.
6: Are we giving our opinion?
5: Yeah, we're doing discussion. So, Virginia, do so you twi- want to amend so t- your motion to 23, which is one foot more?
4: I don't.
7: 23 is what we're showing mm-hmm. it it provides that fire access 22 is the narrowest I'm going to recommend you go so you can still provide that that fire access width okay. so
6: I prefer, uh, I prefer a 23 foot street and a 5 foot sidewalk
0: the council's been discussing discussing the motion. Dottie is for 22 feet wide, the minimum, which is still My provides fire access.
6: For the street.
0: Well, I'm just telling you what 22
6: the. 22 is too narrow, I believe.
7: Yeah, Louise is, Louise is pointing out the current motion on the on the table is 22, street and five foot walks. And, and I believe we're in discussion right now.
8: Okay. The report uh, says it's a. The your report the talked about it being a loop street. Um, this is considered a loop street.
6: Just, uh, is, is that to give a little more freedom for emergency vehicles?
7: Dottie, the twenty-three was was based on adding up. Um, sort of the minimum widths of all the street components and it all adds up to 23 uh, further research shows that 22 will still get you that fire access and, and so that's that was how we got to that question 22 and 23 uh,
8: what's that Nick? Your your um, memo I talked about it di- distinguishing between a loop street and not a loop street Yeah, this would be considered a loop street is that correct?
7: So that language that was from my discussion with the MPO with Kent Ralston. Um, his reference was there to the Iowa City subdivision ordinances. So they have a what they define as a loop street, and I showed what that was. and uh, his thought was, given all of courts' you know low density character it'd probably be similar. And so that again, that's another area where that 22 pops up because for that type of street in Iowa City, they will allow 22.
0: Is there any further discussion? Um, now this is a vote, Dottie, for the street to be 22 feet wide and the sidewalk 5 feet wide. Did you hear me? That, that's the motion in the second, for 22 feet wide street and 5 feet wide sidewalk. Okay, all in favor say aye. 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 All opposed say no. No. Okay, it carries three, two. Okay, Josiah.
7: Okay, well those are the three things I wanted to get your thoughts and uh dimensions on. I guess so then, then our next uh, our next submittal deadline is hundred percent set in February and more current than that is around january 11th at the end of the week we're supposed to hear back if the funding application was accepted to go to like the full review so i'll I'll update everybody at that time as soon as we hear
4: yeah can you just make a comment of what i'm looking at on this first page here um we've got three trees three crabapple trees that are shown to be saved And across the street there's one more that's shown to be saved and I told your assistant at the public meeting that this next one down should also be offered to the homeowner as an option to be saved and I just want to make sure that all of these are should be optional to the homeowner the homeowners may not want to save those trees we what we need to do is check in with them and see if they want them preserved or removed and replaced does that make sense well I'll follow up with you on that particular
7: property that you were mentioning.
5: I'd like to see some of that ribboning around the trees uh, so that people have a visual reminder of what trees will be um, removed so there are no surprises or someone forgetting to communicate with you or anybody else.
7: Like prior to the work being done? Right, kind of like what
5: we did for the hotel where bright yellow indicated something. All right, thank
0: you. Thank you. No more questions for Josiah? Okay, thank you. Thanks for attending the meeting, Josiah. Thanks, Josiah. Um, now we'll go to the mayor's report. And first of all, I have a consideration of resolution 1901 ratifying the mayor's appointments to the Zoning Commission and Board of Adjustment. And that's a. I motion re- adoption. Okay, motion by Sylvia. Second. Second by Virginia. All in favor, say aye. Aye. No, it's a resolution. Sorry, roll call vote.
3: Miller, aye. Moore, aye. Herbold, aye. Maher, we're voting on the tree and board of adjustment vote. Uh, zoning. Zoning. Zonings. Zonings. Sorry. Uh, uh, you're voting on the mayor's recommendations. Correct. Aye. Okay. And Casada, aye. Carried.
0: Thank you, and I wanted to the public that I have three uh, open positions for the tree board and uh, so please contact me if you're interested. Um, can you give I, us a
5: little overview of what the responsibilities would entail?
0: Well I think uh, our arborist, spring who used planting. to be chair, can do it.
4: Overseeing spring planting and arranging
0: for tree removal contracts. Uh, and I also want to thank Jim Bradley and David Giese and Mark Sherrod for volunteering to serve on the tree board uh, and then I every year since I've been mayor I've done uh, my mayor's MVPs every January and this time once again I want to uh, recognize Scott and Carol Ann Christensen and Pat Yegi for their work on the city garden as I said in my report every year, it's more and more beautiful. They do such a nice job. It's all done with their volunteer hours and with uh, people who want to donate to them. So I encourage everyone to donate and to them. And uh, Pat, I'm glad you're here today. Would you come up? And I have a little gift certificate for each of you to thank you.
8: Thanks so much, Pat. Thank you. Thank
0: you. I appreciate your compliments. Um, I, I haven't been to a meeting for a while. Please don't think I came just to get these awards. <laughs> um, Caroline and I had coffee today. We're already getting excited about the next year. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. And um, that's all I have. If there's any questions, we'll go on to the legal report.
9: I don't have anything to add to my written report, unless there are questions.
0: Okay, we'll go on to uh, the clerk's report, Chris Anderson. Sorry, too many
3: things going on at once. Um, I also don't have anything to add, but I'm happy to answer any questions if you'd like. I will say one thing, I guess I do have one thing to add, the city examination
10: went very well.
0: Thank you for all your thank work on you that. that.
10: Yes, thank you, Chris, for all your hard work. Yeah.
0: And uh, the treasurer's report, uh, the warrants are before you. And um, as Josiah said in his report, there was that $1,600 from that sidewalk curb repair also is included in there. Is there any objections to paying the bills? Hearing none, the bills would be paid by unanimous consent. Okay, we'll go on to finance, and Sylvia, you're going to discuss the budget.
5: Yep. Um, and Chris, if you can help me pull up the report I sent, that way we can just walk walk through. Sylvia,
0: I can't hear. Maybe we'll we'll pass pass it to Sylvia. Okay. All right.
5: All right. Well, I want to um, start off by by saying let's. Um, Let's acknowledge that a lot of work is taking place right now behind the scenes. I want to thank staff and counselors who are, you know, back from their new year of vacations or, or parties and they're diving right back into budget and numbers. Many um, of which have been asked to not just provide budget numbers this year's, but also to provide trending information to help counselors make a decision over services provided over the course of several years. I think that's helpful information for us to have. It gives us an opportunity to see where there might be outlier years versus consistent years and also correction years. Anyhow, I'm not going to go any further other than to thank uh, individuals who have not told me that they won't provide the information. So, um, our budget must be filed by March 15th of 2019 and I want to keep us all in mind that there is a publication requirement that we have to plan for in advance. Um, All right, the first topic that I want to um, start off with is that we have a fiduciary obligation at all times when dealing with or negotiating with taxpayer dollars. And with that in mind, I've been reviewing the budget with that with that eye. So for legal services tonight, um, I've already had a discussion by phone with Steve Ballard. I, it was a it was a good discussion. I think it was a healthy discussion. Nothing personal, just business. And I there are a couple of areas that we need to address tonight for purposes of providing guidance. Um, one of the things that I I, I realized is that um, our our, re- our what is it? Our city attorney fees are not benchmarking as competitive with other cities who are in similar size, slightly a little bit larger. But what can we do? And they have at least one big revenue-producing entity. Um, I looked at Hills, I looked at Riverside, and I looked at uh, West Branch. And um, West Branch is a flat service, a flat fee service city, and meaning that they pay a flat fee of about a thousand per month to for, for legal services. Whereas, Riverside and Hills have approximately $125 uh, for legal services per hour by a partner. In the law firm structure, you have partners, you have senior associates, and you have entry-level attorneys as, you know, associates or just attorneys. Um, So, I just wanted to note and bring that to your attention under item number one. Item number two is legal invoice descriptions are not providing customary billing rate and time spent on a matter, or providing uh, indication as to who directs the request for legal services. So I am asking particularly tonight, with a very specific focus, that we as counselors provide consensus direction to include the legal invoices to have these two additional factors, which is we need to know how much time was spent on that matter, and number two, we need to know the prorated cost of that matter. So if uh, something took an entire hour, then I would assume we would see a charge for one hour's worth of billable work. And if it took a half an hour, then we would see half of what the billable rate is. I do want to tell this council and the public that this is customary, it's nothing unusual, and I was quite pleased to see that other cities are receiving this type of format for their legal services so I don't think it's extraordinary so if I can please have um, consensus direction um, to include these it's my understanding that this wouldn't be asking Steve's firm to go out and purchase technology to accomplish so if we can standardize to a best practices I would appreciate that tonight so I'm making a motion right now is there a second
0: so, can you clarify the motion a little yeah. more?
5: Um, the motion reads: um, request to city legal to city attorney to include in billing invoices mm-hmm. um, amount of time spent and rate uh, associated with that with that time.
0: Request th- re-
5: that's, that's correct, that's uh, very similar to...
0: So is that a second, Dottie? That's a second by Dottie. Yes, I take second, that as a second. I
5: think we're in discussion already.
0: Okay, uh, further discussion?
4: I'm sorry, can you just read the motion to me one more time?
3: Request to the city attorney to include in the billing invoices the amount of time spent and the rate
5: for that time. Right. In addition to everything else he's already doing.
8: Mm -hmm. I guess my feedback would be in terms of the issues with the city attorney's office, um, you know, we got this report at two o'clock today. I have not had any problems with how the city attorney has operated. Um, you know, he has been giving, I think, a very reasonable rate for his services, considering what he could get in his private practice work. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't see any any reason to change what has been occurring so far. Uh, don't, you,
6: don't you see that it would make a difference as to which practitioner reviews the material Now, if if Steve reviews everything, that's another matter. But, you know, if one of the uh, associates or someone lesser in terms of pay grade are doing it, then we
5: should be paying accordingly. That's right. And that's one of the other issues under miscellaneous with Steve that I discussed, and that is that his uh, pay scale that he reported in, I believe, the October legal report, does not provide us with a hierarchy of payments. So it's customary, and Nick, maybe in your law firm, you may not have this distinction, I don't know, but in the, all of the law firms that I supervise to provide um, assistance in specialized matters, we have partner levels, senior associate levels, and what I call lovingly baby attorneys, brand new attorneys, and they're all charged differently. So my yeah, expectation.
6: Different rates, but if Steve reviews everything at the end, that's another story, you know. But but if he's uh, just sending it down to someone else to do it, that's that we shouldn't be paying for his rate.
10: So, did either of you read Steve's email and his attachments? Because I think that explains it fairly well, and I'm I agree with. Uh, what Nick said.
5: I have a concern about that uh, policy, I, Lisa. I read the legal report because that's where I get, um, uh, you know, I get my legal advice or basis for municipal legal action. But when I'm get looking at a bill for twenty-seven thousand dollars, three hundred and sixty-five dollars and seventy cents, not too long ago, and I start looking at the invoice and reading, I have no clue as to which of these subject matters were so important that they took up this amount of money and how many people may have been involved. So uh, I mean, I know how many people were involved, I just don't know how, it, how significant of, of a critical issue was it. Did it take 10 minutes? Did it take 10 hours? Did it take 10 days? Did it take 10 months? I have no idea what the taxpayer of University Heights is being asked to pay for. And all I'm asking is for additional clarity so that any member of council or member of the public has an opportunity to gauge just how much we're spending on issues. That's all, has nothing to do with adding more work to the law firm. As a matter of fact, I think at this time it would be appropriate to ask, Steve, does your technology allow you to add the fields for time spent and does it allow you to add the fields for how much that subject matter, uh, you know, whatever action was taken cost? I think so. You think so, so it's an affirmative. Would it be costing you or the city any more money to add two additional pieces of information for this, the sake of public disclosure into an invoice?
9: No, it, would, it wouldn't be an expense, no. It would not be
5: an expense. Would it be problematic? A, would it require administratively hiring another person to manage this information? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? Okay. Um, yes,
9: as I've said many, many times, however the, council wants, however the council wants.
5: Sylvia, just ask Steve if he's comfortable billing that way. Yes, he just has said he is, and unfortunately he was not on the on the microphone, so I will ask him to please repeat what his, what he can do.
9: Yeah, so we can build the city the way the city wants to be built. I've, I've said that many times over the years and I'll say that again tonight.
5: So. Right. So I just didn't think this even needed council action other than to let you know it's happening. So what, do, can you reconsider, Nick? I I, think I'm simply, attorney, you know, I think as
8: I really said, we got this at 2 o'clock today. I think that the the bills, considering how much time we have asked of Steve and his office, um, you know, we, we've had these long meetings Many of them, we have asked his office to do tasks that are not necessarily even legal in nature, like sending mail out. They, you know, having the addresses for the city. I'm just not between two o'clock and now. I'm not in the position to vote on something that would change status quo because um, I think you got to be careful what you wish for. I mean, with the the rates that I have seen so far. They're below what I would consider um, the the typical market rate in this industry. I mean, I think that the the hourly rates have been low. We've had a lot of time that I'm assuming is is being generously written off. I don't know fully, um, but it seems pretty conservative to me. So, I mean, if you're asking to request that he go to the traditional way of billing for legal services. Um, my guess is that his rate would be higher, um, even as associates would potentially be higher uh, than the $200 rate. Um, so I, that's why I'm saying I'm just not in the position to support asking for any change right now. Um, again, since we got this report at two o'clock, this is not sufficient time to be to be, I think changing anything like this. I just don't want to, I mean, there's probably, re- as Steve pointed out in, in his correspondence to council, There are reasons why we are where we are right now, and I guess I'm just not in the position to change something at this point.
5: I just want to remind you that um, it it was just two months ago in November when council received from the chief of police a report regarding Caltrans that was pretty late in the day. Yet we were all required to take an action that evening because the representative was, was, it, was it the month before? Yeah, okay, the month before we received it pretty late in the day as well, but we all took a, a healthy step in the right direction to buy time for uh, Nate to get us additional information from Caltech the following council meeting. So right now, the comparison that I'm making about your analysis, Nick, is that you're willing to, to not benchmark to a good, a good disclosure, Practice on behalf of the taxpayer. I mean, part
8: of what you're doing right well, now, in talking and talking and talking and talking, is costing the city money. When you narrate for hours on end, this this is what costs us money. If we don't can interrupt just
5: interrupt me, that's what's costing money. I was speaking. Well, if let I don't me, interrupt you, you will talk we'll for a we'll
8: long period of time.
5: Okay, so, so I, I, I'm not ready
8: to vote. You can talk to the other counselors. I'm not ready to, to vote in favor right, of your so motion right now.
5: I'd like to have a benchmark of do you need more time? Yes. Okay, then I will table this for next month, and I will bring you with specific information from other towns to see how they're benchmarking with their, just the format. This is all we're asking is a disclosure on format. All right. You're
3: rescinding your motion. I am,
5: did I, no, it was, whose motion? Yes, I am rescinding my motion, tabling it. Right. Actually, I'm tabling it for next uh, council meeting. All right, so I do want to remind uh, everyone, in particular, um, all of us counselors who are sitting at the table along with the mayor, that as of January 7th, the total legal service budget is already over budget. It's at 157.9%, with general government legal services at 207.4%, so spillage is already there, and we are only halfway into the budget year. So Nick, that is why and another reason why we need to have a little bit more of disclosure so we can better gauge things.
3: If I may remind you, there will be a reimbursement at the end of the fiscal year. From whom? From uh, the
10: development team.
5: For how much so far?
10: I honestly couldn't tell you that That's you're right. the finance chair. We're
5: we're, we're tracking it, and uh, and
10: how much of that is due to the 29 meetings that we had last year that have gone on for hours and hours at a time. Also. Well and
8: two, there were you know there is there've been a lot of issues that have been dealt with, and to say that it's the, the the city attorney's fault rather than counselors who potentially you know start issues that we have to deal with with the press and otherwise, these things are expensive, so it's legal services are a matter of time and if we want to reduce our costs I think one thing we can do is really focus on not using as much legal services I'm happy to look at the details of the rest of it but I think that needs to be emphasized
5: I think I need to emphasize that the request for counsel has nothing to do with stopping the use of city attorney's time it is better disclosure that's all it's about there's nothing to be confounded with the fact that we do need a city attorney to help us out to to for whatever needs to be addressed, but all I'm asking and the public should be aware is for further disclosing on, uh, disclosure on the invoices, nothing to do with time and nothing to do with issues. All right, police, de- uh, so um, I yes, do want to sum Which budget up.
4: item is this, or, I'm sorry, which agenda item?
5: No, it's a budget report and because the budget is in spillage okay. right now. I just, I don't I'm, I'm see what we're discussing system. right now on the agenda. Yeah. All right. So the police department. I met with the U.S. Uh, the UHPD police chief over his budget, and it's my understanding that he is moving on to version two. So until we have a version two, I will withhold meeting with Nate. Um, uh, version two, if you'd like it to you like I would. Tonight. Thank you. I'll withhold meeting with. Uh, I'll follow up with a meeting with Nick because there are some policy issues that Chair I one. think need to be discussed right. and brought back Lincoln to Chair. the council. Um, IN PARTICULAR, I WANT TO MAKE IT VERY CLEAR THAT um, I'VE SPOKEN TO THE CHIEF AND I STRONGLY SUPPORT HAVING A SMALL, WELL-PAID PROFESSIONAL STAFF OF POLICE OFFICERS AND I AM VERY CONCERNED WITH THE TREND IN THE LAST FIVE YEARS OR SO where WHERE WE KEEP ADDING A FIFTH ADDITIONAL OFFICER and of course um, that raises other concerns but at this time i'm looking and i'm making full disclosure to my council peers that the way i'm looking at the pd budget is with a sensible a sensible approach that our, our city which is only less than a square mile worth of coverage and has a different risk and crime profile is exceeding federal federal benchmarks for what a city or size has in terms of police officers? I think so. when we
4: have a hotel operating in town, we are clearly, what? sorry, I think when we have a hotel operating in town, we are clearly going to want 24 hour coverage. And this is well, how, there's really not, you can't cover 24 hours with less than five people. It's not physically possible. I can't
5: hear the words of John. <laughs> Okay, We're so I will post. I will postpone guys? this budget item until February, so we can have. a am okay. not
8: Well, since just since you brought up version two, just that got distributed. Um, you'll see. You know, we we decided the Caltech and the salaries issues. Um, w- Nate has worked really hard to make drastic cuts in other areas. You'll see. You know, down 20%, 16%, 14%, 50%. You know, some areas. So. The idea is that, you know, to have a functioning police department, we believe we have to have the technology, the vehicles, the staff salaries that we've talked about. Otherwise, um, I mean, he, I think he's done really well in terms of shrinking the other um, items in his budget. I think that the discussion we had was basically, you know, if he can get us, in my opinion, kind of a bare-bones budget on these other items, um, the decision for council really is... You know, are we ready to pass a bare bones budget? That might mean, you know, if if office supplies come back higher than his bare bones budget, are we gonna be understanding? Because he is coming with, you know, outside of the caltech and the salaries, you know, really bare bones stuff. Um, maybe council will decide, you know, hey, we don't want to bother with this again. We want to give him a little bit more cushion. Um, I think that's the option that council has and I you know, I, I guess our our work has just been talking about that general policy distinction. You know, do we wanna um, potentially have him coming back or would we rather, you know, have a little cushion? What the version two, my understanding is this is the bare bones, you know, what we think we can get by on, understanding that, you know, there's a there's a chance that there may be some, you know, some uh approaching council to ask for, you know, some additional discretionary money in the future.
5: Okay. Um so with that in mind, I will be meeting with you, Nate, Nick, uh, to follow up on some policy issues related to the budget. Um, all right, so the next one is, I continue to review other, uh, uh, other budget areas and we'll provide you all updates with that because I think it's valuable that you hear back from a different perspective. Okay, going into the collecting hotel motel taxes, um, I discovered in December of 2018 there was a little bit of a hiccup with uh, the reporting of the referendum initiative. No, the initiative that took place in the uh, December, actually November 2017 election. Um, the Iowa Department of Revenue has since reached out to the appropriate county representatives and obtained the file and all the necessary work. So we're moving forward. But I do want to caution this council that as we move into any planning. We recognize that there might be an off chance that we can't start collecting cash until January 1st of 20, of 20, uh, yeah, of 2020, versus possibly collecting cash as early as December 2019. Um, but you can read all about it. Um, the next part is projection of future income from the hotel. So the hotel is anticipated to project at least two streams of revenue. One of them is. Uh, more immediate than the other and the more immediate one actually the least immediate one is your first table which is the hotel property taxes because Iowa law prohibits the release of 2018 rates used until later in March of 2019 I had to go back and work with the appraisal office with uh, 2017 values so that's one of the footnotes that you have to keep in mind these values could change but nonetheless, um, they're conservative, and we've kept them at not low, but somewhere in the median, so that we could have some um, something to work with. At the end of the day, if we, I wouldn't expect um, generally that any of these values would drop. Meaning that if we estimate thirty thousand, I don't believe that this. Property would get us down into twenty thousand. So, if anything, we might have a.
4: What I don't understand this. What thirty thousand? What
5: um, estimated property value and commercial value. So let's let me walk you through it. Right now, um, payments that you see on September twenty eighteen and March twenty nineteen, those are the taxable um, assessment portions for. Residential assessment in 2017. So um, the county assessment bill is always like almost a year and a half in arrears. Mm-hmm. It's it's not quite um, tracking at all our own fiscal calendar. It goes from January to December, so that adds a little yep. nuance to it. And number two, it takes almost a year and a half to apply. It's 18, yeah, it's and 18 that's months what, uh, And that's why I added for every. Payment that you would expect. Just, what, what, what is year? 4840? Um, Four thousand forty is right now. If you go onto the assessor's webpage, that is the payment that is due for uh, fiscal for March of 2019, which is coming up in our fiscal budget our budget will be receiving four thousand eight hundred and four that's the total
4: property taxes being generated by the site is that what you're saying yeah four okay so that's the property taxes for the flom house basically
5: right and then look at the next column Uh it says estimated city share because this is property taxes it is being shared with the county schools and any other local um, uh, local agencies so i've given us an outline or a map of what's gonna happen in 2018 residential rates, which right now are pretty much sealed until later in March of this year. We can expect the first payment to not really change because there was still a home, it's still residential. Um, So that, that entire year, 2018, is expected to be all residential and look at the fiscal years it's hitting for the budget. It's 2019 and 2020, 2019 and 20, so it's 20, yeah, it's the same fiscal year. And that's the one that we're planning for now. So Virginia, so to can't answer we one of your questions, what's the estimated property? We're still stuck with residential property rates of, uh, of 4,840 down to 1,613 after all distributions are made. But
4: can't you take the current commercial rate and multiply that by the expected property? Uh, value well that's,
5: that's what they've done i mean in january to 1. give
4: us a rough idea right
5: yeah and that rough idea doesn't materialize into cash until september 2020
4: so it, is that rough idea listed on here somewhere
5: uh you mean the calculation
4: yeah
5: uh no but i can send it to you what is it uh the commercial we mm-hmm. used okay so footnote number two says that we use the athletic club ca- uh, the athletic club for a comparable for commercial land only we don't have any other sales I don't care what the
4: commercial at. I don't care what it's gonna be in the interim I want to know what we expect it to be when it's done
5: I, I can't the assessor doesn't have an idea of what's done right now you know snapshot of January 1st of 2019 is commercial land only they can't envision a building on it yet they can't assess
4: what's not But what I'm yet. saying is can't you take the expected value which is from the pro forma mm-hmm. and multiply that by the commercial rate um, to get I a rough I, estimate I, I which i understand be, is the rough.
5: assessor had their own way of, of providing a formula what they felt comfortable with and this chart was actually circulated so i'm i'm not going to touch any other values because i think it would be speculative and i don't want to introduce so much speculation into the city budget that we crash and then have to go out and levy our our property owners to make up for, for gaps that were not calculated. Mm -hmm. So, but to answer your question, your best bet, uh, we're going to find out a little bit more information March of 2019, just to uh, account for that commercial land only rate. But 2020 is when they will actually go back and look at the land plus the build out. And that's what it means. It's the building. It's what you want, which is the pro forma calculations, except it's, it's kosher per the assessors rules for assessments and that's that's why i put tbd i didn't want to speculate as to what that could look like because so it's outside hmm? you'll have that in march um, i don't know if we'll be able to pull those values to reach to 2020 cuz your t- 2020 is commercial plus build out and i can't project that far and, and also it's not relevant to the fiscal year that we'd be working for look at the fiscal years that you'd be getting payout yeah, for I understand so okay. for me I figured it's a low priority in terms of dollars I think this council should care about the assessment year 2017 2018 and 2019 because those hit the t- the um, those hit the budgets that we're trying to anticipate for So revenue there, unfortunately, is not as high for the first um, property, which makes sense because there's this 18-month delay. But the next table, um, Chris, is the one that has the most useful information for budget (coughs) planning, but it has the same characteristics um, as the longer-term property values, and that is that it's a little bit more... um, speculative we had to draw a reasonable conclusion based on best available information so what does that mean that meant that i had to work with uh, obtaining something called the star report which is used by hotels um, throughout the nation it is a trending and reporting company and johnson county um, participates in many of the hotels that are in johnson county and you heard from the developer tonight that they do participate in the STAR reporting um, agency. Um, they provide trending information, which is in um, for, for a number of factors, uh, many of which we need to calculate cash projections. Uh, so for example, occupancy rates, um, that is included in the STAR report. Room rates are included in the STAR report, and um, from that you can plug in a couple of formulas are actually these values to generate different formulas so I want did you have an opportunity uh, counselors to look at the range of, of occupancy rates and room rates trending I included that in that first box
4: hmm
5: okay knowing that I figured it would be uh, prudent to probably go with an occupancy rate of sixty percent because the hotel is going to be open for just six months and it's in in half of our fiscal year so I I didn't want any any go any more aggressive room rate 90 and the period was January and June just in case we can't collect in December Mm -hmm. and with that alone it was uh, an estimated revenue base of about ninety five thousand two hundred and fifty six dollars at a seven percent hotel room rate so I broke that down into the two buckets that um, Iowa Hotel And motel tax law provide and we are directed to split that amount of money into the two boxes that you have and the first box is forty seven thousand six hundred and twenty-eight and that amount of money is controlled by the voters voters told us in November of 2017 how council must appropriate that money so I broke it down for you ninety percent has got to be you ninety percent of the 3.5% has to be used for neighborhood housing and infrastructure, uh, revitalization, including road repairs, neighborhood stabilization, and parkland or green space acquisition, maintenance and operation. Um, The next one is 10% must be used for any lawful purpose of that 3.5%. So then the the following half of the motel taxes, 3.5%, and that's $47,628, $47,628, and that is controlled by Iowa Code 427A.7, and, and that's pretty much what what we can sum up for recreation, leisure, and tourism and promotion. So I, I, I carried over the language of 427A so that we can have it for discussion and not lose track of what it means. Um, I think the city budget is served well for this upcoming fiscal cycle if we allow the hotel to have a baseline budget year I think trying to rely heavily on six months of hotel revenue is um, is I think the hotel will do well but I'm just still concerned that it might be setting us up for some shortfalls later on if indeed all this competition is is thriving around us and the market doesn't respond the way we anticipated in the first six months so I just caution the rest of you especially the majority voting um, to ensure that you're not aggressive in your values because the 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 short of it is taxpayers have to increase we have to increase our taxes for that and I I don't want to be a part of that so um, I agree that there's a need for nonpartisan prioritizing with the few six months of any initial hotel, motel taxes. Um, the, I think our community is served when we use tools that are neutral and impartial, such as the uh, 2017 uh, vision community report, which identified a number of areas that the council's budget could start addressing once money became available. Um, This report doesn't have to control the conversation, but it's a good starting point. That's neutral and nonpartisan. Any questions on this segment? I think this is okay. I'm moving on Swisher track. I was asked to um, bring up some information on a schedule for a general obligation for five hundred and fifty-five
0: thousand. That's later on in the agenda. What? That's later on in the agenda. No,
4: no,
5: this is still budget. It's
0: next in her report. This is still budget.
5: Oh, and the part, 55 I think, Can I just oh. ask a
4: question? Yeah. Um, we can use, oh, I in saw your that. opinion, may we use the portion of the hotel tax revenue that is for acquisition of sites, blah, 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 to pay off the bond on Swisher?
5: Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're, we're counting on okay. that after year three so um and that's why i included right. the swisher track bond initiative because right i saw that. there was a little bit of a snafu there um, so it can
4: be property that we already have acquired it doesn't have to be new acquisitions of property that's right
5: mm-hmm. that's can
3: great. i interject one thing Please. um so when i was looking into the hotel motel tax i spoke with the Iowa department of revenue and they told me it was distributed on a quarterly basis and i just yeah. brought up there did you say that it's only distributed January and June? No, they
5: start. they start you. They onboard you into the distribution program.
3: Okay, so you're getting it then the next quarter for the previous quarter. I just want to make sure. Got,
5: you know what, I didn't even go into the scheduling of payouts. I, the first thing that we care about is when can can we start collecting hotel motel revenue? Correct. So we could either start this year in, Ju- uh, I think, July 1, if the new director of the IDR agrees that our late reporting to them is still meritorious to let us on into July 1. If on the off chance they say no, then our first dollar or dime that we collect on hotel motel tax is January 1, 2020.
3: But do you know if they're opening the hotel early, say two floors are done and they're going to open up for the football season?
5: I I don't know that from Jim, we can ask. So this starts the conversation and we can figure it out. But uh, also, keep in mind, they're starting sometime in December, well after football game day. And looking at the star report information that I provided It's my
3: on, understanding that they hope to be open this fall. Well, then. Coming up. Well,
5: then that's let's hope, their dream. Right? right. That's their dream. So that's. <laughs> but.
3: And I understand, but I'm just wondering if they're going to have a portion of the hotel open and then finish as they're going on.
5: That's a great question. I'll find out. All right. So then. Um, Swisher yeah, Track, find that. because of the question as to what our debt obligation for Swisher Track would look like now that we changed it to half a million approximately, um, I went looking for information and I realized that I didn't have the final schedule for, for payments. So I reached out to Lisa Moore for information as to whether or not she had it. And I, Lisa, I don't know if you got my email, so I'm kind of wondering if the Gmail system is working or not
10: the website we have it oh it's you do Passed out. okay it's passed out july 10th 2018 and okay, it, that makes it sense. is on the website
5: okay because apparently what okay good so i didn't find it on the website is it under the swisher track
10: so it's this page
5: yeah yeah is it under the? it is yes it's on there now okay so you've already uploaded it thank you okay so um So I requested a copy and I attached it to this report, but I don't have it in my PDF file that I submitted to the clerk, so my apologies, you can get it from Lisa. Um, The one thing I did want to point out to counselors is that when I reviewed the final payout schedule for the 555, it alarmed me to see that it was not um, addressing full use of the lost proceeds. At all times, LOST has got to be used year one, year two, and year three. We have a payment coming up in June of this year, and we have no other cash other than LOST. Mm-hmm. And the way that schedule was um, projecting out at projected revenue in a slightly different way, um, and that's the colorful one. That's the one with the tricolors that uh, Lisa was, was, was holding up. So I want to remind this council that the larger sums of pr- – of Go bonding schedules that I helped developed or put together with Maggie Spears early on at all times envisioned year one payments year two and three to be made from proceeds of loss just because one we don't have the hotel up and running this year and two we may not have enough funds to come up with uh, the next payment which is sixty eight thousand or so that are due so I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I'm going to request a revised schedule from Spears in order to ensure that we're all working with the most current version. So that's what I'm so that doing.
4: those first few payments are fully covered by the lost money. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
5: And um, so that also relieves the, uh, you know, the hotel, motel money to be used somewhere, somewhere else. So anyhow, uh, part five is nothing more than city debt, uh, reminding you how much we're carrying. We're carrying about 1.7 million.
4: Can you provide a breakdown of what the 1.2 million is? Like what projects make up that?
5: Um, Yeah, actually, we can find that in the treasury report. I think uh, where's the treasury report from Lori? It's always. I think it's. I'm not. She's not here. Um, I think it's included. Uh, Or at least maybe maybe I'm just looking at other reports but yeah that there. I want to say that there is a debt there's a debt carrying schedule there because we have to pay about 10 percent or so of annual debt in in various payments so I can share that with the council and let help you figure out how to do it on your own going forward thanks Um, but we have another CD that has matured it's a for thirty thousand four hundred and fourteen under Part Six, and it needs action tonight. Um, the city treasurer provides um, provided a summary in her January twenty nineteen report, and I brought an electronic uh, copy of that uh, chart with Chris because my printer was not per- was not working. You know, those
0: are always an agenda item. That's not on the agenda. Steve, does that need to be an agenda item? We've I mean, we could uh, put it with the meeting on the 15th and make it into a special meeting and then close it and do a work session.
5: It should only take more than five minutes if we do it
0: this Thursday because the research is done. Um, We'll put it on the January 15th agenda as a special meeting. That's
5: fine. Thank you. So that is the budget, and just a reminder, Turnaround time so that we can get a, a version one of the city budget sometime late December, and um, by February have somewhat of a final form for the public to start reviewing and providing us with comments and input.
0: And then February twelfth is the next council meeting, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Will Steve Cool be coming to that meeting? He usually does to uh, Possibly, go if not, through. he
5: can provide us with something in writing.
0: Okay. And we get all the numbers lined up that night for sure. He has to get the numbers by the end, like you said, the end of Jan- January.
5: No, he has to, He we, ha- we as a city have to file March 15th. Right. We have a couple of days of publication requirements, so that means... We may have to do a special meeting in early March in order to, to get the, uh, to get the. Well, actually, let's see. When do we have our public meeting? Our regularly scheduled meeting.
0: We have a meeting on February twelfth. AND The public hearing will be March twelfth.
5: Mm.
0: And then, then he'll have time to do that.
5: I'm not sure. There's a publication requirement somewhere in there. There is.
0: There a is a public hearing. Right on March 12th
5: on March 12th okay
0: yeah you get all the numbers on February 12th
5: yeah so by then yeah hopefully we can release actually not hopefully he will give me the
3: file to publish and then we'll have a public meeting on that obviously mm-hmm. anyone who wants to speak can and then the council consider uh, the, the budget at that time and finalize it
5: that's right okay yeah that's how it goes but February okay, will be really our first version released to the public for our residents to comment Okay. okay. And
0: that's it. Any questions for Sylvia? Okay, um, we'll go on to. Um,
3: Are we not doing the
0: 1902? The what? Is 1902 deferred?
5: It'll be. It'll it's deferred.
0: Be, just consideration of resolution. It's that's what I was looking at.
5: Where? Right. I, I, since not everybody's present, the president, I'm just deferring it. Okay. February.
0: Did so you send
3: that out? I didn't receive
0: a
11: copy. No. Mm-mm.
0: Okay then we'll go to police chief report nate you circulated a report
11: i did i don't <clears throat> excuse me i don't think i have anything to add to my report other than uh the pizza with the police i think it's in the next report as well uh that date was shored up as january 22nd uh it sounds like we're going to do 5:30 to 7 that night and it'll be here at the community center in addition to that our, we'll remind people that night as well we're going to do at this point what i'm going to call community uh, just education night uh, we're not going to pick a specific topic for the first one it's just going to be a brief overview of what we have at the department and you know the community is invited to come out ask questions and just kind of learn about what we do and what we have
0: uh, thank you i think those are two really nice uh, projects you know that you're doing uh, could you, do you have any answers yet for uh, Paul Moore? Yeah.
11: As far as the football stuff, I'm still working with their, Okay. they're in basketball season and wrestling now, so with, you know, they still have events that they're, those supervisors that do the football things are working on. So as their schedule and my schedules line up, we're working towards I resolving see. that issue along with the traffic and people getting through town.
8: We're gonna have pizza with police in here correct and from Maggie's is going to bring it down Um, sounds like mostly everybody can make it from the from the department
11: yeah we should have everybody there
8: and so chance just for people to get to know the officers to get to know Nate anybody um, can stop by you know we're gonna have pizza kids are welcome I would assume they're gonna be adhesive badges for kids yeah we'll have the 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 badge stickers (laughs) Um, and just you know maybe a little bit more discussion about these these meetings that you're talking about um, for the next year. Um, and then the other thing are you did you have anything else?
11: I do not know. Go
8: ahead. Um, I just wanted to talk about ordinance two thirty five I had circulated some minor um, s- changes that um, city attorney had provided, you know in terms of making it more consistent with other ordinances. Steve, would this mean that we are on first consideration, probably?
9: Yeah, it does. I was going to suggest that if the council
8: desires it might
9: collapse one and two, the changes that are made are kind of non-substantive. I don't think there's anything in there that really changes the, the uh, direction of the ordinance, but there are some changes, so I would suggest that you collapse one and two if you want tonight to be
8: two. All motion, and well, I just gonna say I don't have a problem collapsing. I haven't heard anything about this over the last month. Um, I'd be fine collapsing all three. I don't know if anybody else has a strong opinion on it.
5: I think it's an appropriate use of collapsing since it doesn't materially change anything, and I've heard nothing but uh, good good praise on behalf of the council work for it getting this accomplished. And also, I think people really like that flashing sign out there, and it's we should have. We should have thought about that years ago, not now. So, anyhow.
8: Are you thinking collapsing all three or just no, two?
5: I, I, both. Just to keep it on schedule. Okay. One and two. Sure. So, do I have a second?
8: Second.
0: Thank you. Okay. Motion by Nick, and second and by Sylvia. was it Sylvia? Mm-hmm. Okay, and second by Virginia.
8: Okay, so this. This is the motion to collapse. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. To collapse. One and, two. One and two only. Okay. Uh, roll call vote.
3: Uh, More. Aye. Herbold. Aye. Maher. I couldn't hear the
6: motion.
11: They're voting on collapsing uh, Ordinance 235's first and second reading. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll agree.
3: Casada. Aye. 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 Miller. Aye. Carried.
0: Okay, and now. Is there a motion? So moved. I'll second. Motion by Virginia, second by Lisa uh, for resolution.
10: By Nick. Nick. Nick.
0: Oh, Nick. What did I say? (laughs)
10: Virginia.
0: I'm sorry. Um, A roll call vote. Herbold.
3: Aye. Maher. Daria. Casada. Aye. Miller. Aye. Moore. Aye. Carried.
8: I have nothing further.
0: Any questions for Nick?
4: Okay. No, I also
0: have gotten a lot of good feedback on
4: that sign placement there. It's a good test to show that that's going to be a useful thing to have. And then we can put the movable one back in other spots.
0: OK, Virginia, we have uh, your committee report you circulated. and
4: Yeah, so we're moving along on a schedule of new revenues. Um, thank you for your work on that, Sylvia. Um, I do want to know a little bit more about what bonds we have outstanding that could stand to be paid off. The microphone up. Oh, sorry. And then the other thing on my mind is that we have this upcoming Melrose Streetscape project in which we're going to need roughly $400,000 cashed to pay for that. So it might be a good idea to be thinking about saving up for that. Um, So I'll move on to talking about housing policy. I think our housing policy is a bit restrictive. We've got a couple properties in town that are for sale right now, and the example that came to my attention most recently is a woman wanted to buy a house in town and live with her boyfriend in the house, but because they are not married, that is prohibited by our housing code. And so the question I have for council tonight is, is there interest in amending Ordinance 110 to read rather than just the owner's spouse, the children, Children of the owner's spouse to change that to the owner's spouse or domestic partner, the parents of the owner. I haven't gotten any calls on this one, but I thought I'd throw it in there. The children of the owner and the children of the owner's spouse. Well,
8: and technically, Steve, is it that it's not really that they're not married? It's just they're not both on the deed, right? That's right.
4: Right. So you know, the one person owns the house. They don't own it jointly, but they are a a couple.
5: I think this issue was brought up initially during the rental housing program, Mm -hmm. but in the interest of time, we pushed through beyond this, so I think it's an appropriate correction. The only other thing I was thinking is, instead of taking piecemeal rental program issues, let's have another meeting where we just bring all the issues to the table. So let's talk about the complaints that are coming in and review them. I know that Stan's position is that we should let it test out a little longer, but Mm -hmm. I think we know enough to test out to address at least the issues that are showing up. What
4: other complaints are you hearing?
5: The complaints of the uh, that I can't sell my home, and now I have to um, uh, now I have to you know take a hit because it's not a rental anymore. And so I think this council needs to um, you know reaffirm I just, I its commitment to residential character or not. Okay. Because some people want the cap lifted, and I I just oh, don't no. think that would be appropriate.
4: You don't think what would be appropriate?
5: Lifting the cap. Yeah, I, c- I could not hear. So I think What's we cool? need to have well, another. So,
4: the cap. I mean, I, yeah, I guess if you're not actually interested in dealing in taking steps that would deal with those issues, like lifting the cap, then I guess I don't really see the point in having that discussion. But.
5: Well, I, I think let's bring on all the issues and see, see and it, I just don't want us going back and forth on the rental program saying, hey, this changed. Oh, and by the way, another change took place. Yeah. Let's hit all of the changes and leave, them alone, leave the subject area alone for a year, unless something very big and major shows up.
10: Okay, other opinions? I don't know that we have other changes to make at this point, I think. We're talking about the rental program
4: well, the housing program more generally.
5: Changes may be needed. Exceptions with the multiple exceptions?
4: More, yeah, more or less. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm looking at this saying, "What's the, what's the most conservative move we could take that would offer some appropriate relief?" And this is what I came up with. Yeah,
6: I think it's a I think maybe we need to look at uh, reconstructing the ordinance or the, you know so that so it's, uh, uh, it incorporates but doesn't definit- definitively identify, because we have more we may, we may have more coming down the road you know there may be something
4: in the future that we haven't thought about now you know. Yeah, I guess I guess Sylvia, I just I'm not sure that if if you're not interested in lifting the I mean, there are no. complaints about the rental cap, absolutely. But if you're not interested in re- lifting the rental cap, then I don't know why you would.
5: But I am interested in reaffirming our position that it was appropriate.
10: Okay.
4: I just so we don't lift it
5: that, that reaffirms kind of it
10: and we don't know. need to have another meeting. Fine. Okay. Steve, do you have anything to say about this owner-occupied redefinition? Since I think we discussed it at least three times this past year,
9: um, I don't have. I mean, if if the council desires, if, if the council desires these changes, I'm happy to draft the ordinance changes to do that. Um, the one que- one question I have there was a comment about somebody not wanting or thinking that they couldn't sell a home and it would it wouldn't be a rental any longer. If it's a rental now which should be able to you know the council specifically grandfathered so to speak existing yeah. rental properties
4: unless it's a two-year permit yeah,
9: yeah mm-hmm.
4: that's right okay. so, anyway. so I guess Sylvia I'm, I'm I'm trying to stay focused on what that I have proposed here
5: I'm trying to stay focused on what matters I'm fine with the position I just don't want residential character to be compromised okay. in any which way um, i I just want to be sure that we don't uh, we don't
10: uh, loosen the rental camp yeah got it Mm -hmm. are you concerned about this definition is that is that what you're talking No, i'm
5: concerned about piecemeal changes to the zoning ordinance and so i was just suggesting for practice for all practicality let's just bundle up all of our concerns send them out to the ordinance shop and make changes and move on and leave it alone for another round
4: Mm-hmm. but right. if there
5: aren't any other issues i don't think there's an overwhelming need to do that other than this one because this one hits up on on uh, some residents that i personally know who have family relatives with them and they aren't on the deep
4: okay i don't really feel like i'm getting clear direction here so maybe we'll talk about this next Actually, month
5: I'm, I'm willing to motion that we give direction that this uh that this new change go into the ordinance ordinance amendment phase is there a second for that?
0: Motion okay.
5: for Okay. For the proposed uh, language to go to be a, to be prepared for
3: to add the language to the ordinance for consideration. That's right.
0: Second. Okay, there's a second by Virginia. Uh, Dottie, could you repeat? I, I couldn't hear
4: what was the motion. Sylvia has motioned to include new language making reference to the owner's spouse or domestic partner, the parents of the owner, the children of the owner, when we define what a household is in ordinance
0: 110. Okay, aye. Okay, Okay. Uh, that's your discussion. Is there any further discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, say no. Okay, motion carries unanimously. Um, okay, Virginia. Okay, so now when it comes to the
4: $250,000 generated by the sale of the Olive Court homes, I guess I really want to ratchet this discussion down to one subject tonight, which is that there's a house for sale on Olive Court right now that has a rental permit. It's a duplex. And so that rental permit is going to travel to the new owner of that home. Just the top. Correct, just the top portion of the house. Oh. Um, to get underneath our rental cap of 20%, we need to shed a little over 50 rental permits. Why not offer some sort of incentive to the new owners, say $5,000, that if you buy this property and you let the rental permit lapse and restore it to a single family home so it's no longer a duplex that we will give you down payment assistance of $5,000 I think it meets I, Sylvia and Dottie's stated goals of keeping the money I, I, on all of court is we just kill it now we just say if it's
6: for sale the, the rental permit dies.
5: yeah that's another alternative
6: I'm not in the, uh, there's no reason mm-hmm. to give anybody any money I mean we want to reduce this to 20% this is the way you do it it's tough loss, but this is the way you do
10: it but yeah. we went through this discussion previously and it was recommended that we wait for a while but there's nothing illegal
5: by doing it now
10: and taking that approach which
5: is that any sales of the property do not extinguish, the sales extinguish the uh, I can't permit. Hear that. Is someone talking? that yes, I'm. I'm. Lisa Moore is saying that this issue was was approached early on, and that we had taken a different direction. And I
10: because we were advised to take a different direction and wait and see how this plays out before we. Why are we waiting? need to wait I'm yeah sorry
4: I'm not in favor of taking that step right now so here's an idea (laughs) do you want to try it out if it doesn't work if if the new owner keeps that rental permit it doesn't cost us anything if it does work I think it was a decent investment and I think if we're going to get underneath the 20%, it is inappropriate to do it by use of force only. I think we need to offer incentives and use some force for bad property owners.
8: I didn't hear any of that, but Steve, do you see any issues with this at all? In terms of giving money to then this?
6: It. You, you don't, you don't. That's the way...
9: So, I think you can I think the Council can provide that kind of down payment assistance. I think the Council needs to be careful about where it's doing it and where it's not. I think Virginia's given some pretty strict pretty narrow parameters of why we 're doing it, why you 'd be doing it here um i don't know how you communicate it to somebody or how you tell somebody that you know how they market it that way I, yes, I suppose tell you the realtor tell, them, but I think the Council can do that if it wants. Well, if the if those people are relying on the city's commitment for you know, that that no, that's no, Nick, you're wrong. Because if there's a reminder in law, there's a really real <laughs>
0: true negotiation there. And the burden is not a good thing. I called the them city. Virginia now. The <laughs> it it's twenty percent.
5: Can you put her on the microphone so she can be heard by the public?
6: I think we just have to, you know, you have to, sometimes it's tough, you know, well, the, to be a city and to be on the council, but you have to make decisions, and isn't it isn't going to get any easier if you kick it down the road,
0: because the, we're right, we're right this now. This only discussion. Mm-hmm. There's no... Uh, decision. This is just a discussion tonight dottie so we could put it on the agenda next month also for further discussion or as a an as a agenda item to I'm just saying consider. rental properties
4: don't come up that often for sale. So we've got an opportunity here. I think we should take it. I guess I should make a motion. I want a motion that we offer a five thousand dollar down payment assistance.
5: Can I ask uh, Virginia, can, no. I, oh, can yeah? we know what the revenue stream of that one partial no. rental permit looks like? That would, I would be more comfortable knowing what your
0: rental stream might be.
9: Okay. I think you have no, to have no, something no. on the agenda.
0: Okay. As I, so the public I mean it was in my seek. report, but yeah. we could say consider and discuss, you know. That's fine. It would be worded. So that's why I was suggesting let's put it on the agenda. I'll
4: bring this one back next month. Okay, I'm I'm done.
0: Okay, Dottie, it's going to go on next month's agenda to consider. And uh, is there anything else?
4: No, I just want to call attention to something from my report that at some point there is going to be tree work needed to mitigate risk of damage to property from the Swisher tract in the next year or so and so council is going to need to decide if they want funds for that work to come out of the tree board budget the general fund or if they want it to come out to of the swisher bond for park improvements so be thinking about that are
5: you contemplating what does that mean property is it going to fall on somebody's roof
4: potentially yeah did you this was has been in my report before. I don't know if you remember that. No. A large I just wanted to clarify. chunk of cottonwood last fall fell from the swisher tract onto my neighbor's front yard and missed the house by only a couple are of you, feet. Are
5: you hiring Black Squirrel to do the work?
4: We're going to run a contract. Bids. I
5: was really excited to see the invoices for all their services that
4: they were running up. when there. we get bids, they generally win because they, they I don't know well. how they price so low. Um, this would be a little bit different kind of work, though, because in this case, you're not, we're not removing a, you know, a street tree needs to be removed completely. In this case, we only need to mitigate the risk, mm-hmm. which might mean l- removing one limb. That's it might mean mm-hmm. cutting the tree off at 20 feet and leaving a wildlife snag. So it's, it's going to be very different type of work but anyway it's going to be a chunk of money that we're going to need to spend to ensure safety of people mm-hmm. and property and you need to decide where that money's going to come from
5: can we decide with some finality in, in february because i wanted to ask you what are we doing with the tree board um, budget in terms of how how it's going to be used I, I went back and i looked at the vision program and one of the highest recommendations was that we need to do better job so that light, night light from our mm-hmm. street lights will filter and make the streets and sidewalks safer. So. Yeah,
4: we actually did that last I year, know. if you remember. Yeah, I,
5: the, yeah. so I, I, if, we could, if you can help us temper that, that'll help mm-hmm. us figure out where to better. I mean,
4: way. I would love for the tree board to have more money and take on all city pruning. That would be fabulous. Mm-hmm. So my opinion would be that this tree work cost should come out of the Swisher Improvements budget.
5: Yeah, sounds reasonable. So, yeah.
0: Is yeah. there anything else
5: um, I did want to raise something else on your report because I did read it um, I didn't quite understand everything about the trees but I did pay attention and um, one of the questions I did have for you is the schedule of proposed trail establishments and trail plannings start as early as February and that mm-hmm. concerned me because we are not done with public comments until i think we have mid-february public comments on swisher and i just thought that was an odd conflict between
4: i think it is good to start walking it and keep getting more public comments i
5: think that's a a a very
4: i merely sent out that report so that people would have as much time with it as possible it's not a discussion item for tonight we'll talk about it next week
5: well that's right but the point is it, it was brought up shared with council i read it i i'm just asking you to re, to I, I have objections to the timeline it's not consistent with a fair and open public meeting process we are okay. telling the the public come and tell us what your concerns are or issues and here we are on the side going off and doing all sorts of things that are already pre predisposed a bias in favor of some action so i think that needs to be accounted for
8: Do we want to talk about consensus on that right now? I mean, that's kind of what the next meeting's for. Yeah,
4: I don't think we can. No.
0: Okay. So we're going to go on to um, the rest of Sylvia's report on the agenda. Mm
5: -hmm. Um, One of the issues is a a discussion on gender balance and hiring practices in UHPD.
4: Is this part in your report?
5: No, it's verbal. Verbal. Mm -hmm. Um, but since Dottie can't uh, <laughs> I'm a huge disadvantage I'm just gonna wait I'll table this until until the next uh, council okay meeting, um, along with the uh, discussion on Swisher track and access well actually this one Swisher track and access to state federal and pri- private funding dollars is in a closer timeline um, grants for state assistance for parkland um, activities everything from cleanup to design or to mitigate uh, all sorts of different things there are timelines on these uh, reap awards which is the the area that I'm specifically focusing on and we have done nothing as a council to take active steps to put together a well plan that is good enough to compete with other applicants throughout Iowa for limited state funds I mean the state has put together Um, uh, funding um, line items at the budget level for conservation and we're not going to be able to tap any of those state funds because we don't have anything all we have is opinions recommendations best practices and that's and that is generally not good enough to compete for free dollars and that concerns me because there's nothing in hiring a green space developer and planner for parkland that could assist us to bid out a lot of money. Look at the fact that we can't even get three volunteers to join the tree board, let alone get volunteers to show up and clean up 11 acres of city land. And that is very, very concerning for me. So I'm going to get more information on some of these deadlines and follow up with finality on some contacts because we need to be able to compete. We need to be able to compete for free dollars otherwise three
4: dollars to be used for what
5: for making improvements to swisher track we need cleanup we need trails we need also we need hmm, i thought
4: public comment was still open on this yeah well, you're con- trying we need yet. Yourself,
5: well it's not going to um, conflict with uh, anything because most of these awards don't take place until i mean the, the deadlines for these uh grants don't take place until like the middle of the summer so oh the deadline really concern okay. that we just are not are not keeping an eye to the timetable of free well, dollars. I well,
4: love free money, but I also
0: love written reports.
5: <laughs> Great. Verbal reports are completely kosher. So,
0: so we'll put this, discuss <sighs> it more at the work session on yeah, January 15th?
5: we'll
0: do that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And Lisa, you submitted a e-government report?
10: Yes, I hope everyone had time
0: Yeah. Okay. It was <laughs> very detailed. <laughs> are there any announcements?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, once again, the police announcements are January twenty second. Pizza with police from five thirty to seven here at the community center, and a uh, workshop with the police on
11: uh, February sixth.
0: February sixth at six thirty. Yep, Wednesday at six thirty. Okay, uh, and then our next meeting is uh, January fifteenth with a special meeting to consider the CD, and then followed by a work session. Uh, with parks. And is there any objection to adjournment? Hearing none, the meeting is adjourned by unanimous consent. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.
5: Um, Lisa-